Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome back to another episode of the Ex-Experts Podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. You know why? We've lived it, so we get it. I'm Jessica. And I'm TH. And we would like to welcome back Deb Perullo, founder of Divorce with Deb. She is really a jack of all trades that you want as far as divorce. She is a real-life divorce expert, and she is an expert in terms of mediation and divorce coaching. So welcome back, Deb. Well, thank you for having me again. Love being here. Um, Today, we are going to talk about where do you even begin to figure out what kind of a divorce is right for you and your spouse and your family? How do you even conquer that? Well, I, you know, I think I look at it as it can go from really easy to really difficult. And somewhere along that spectrum is where your divorce will fall. And then it'll determine like what kind of divorce you're going to have. So you can easiest negotiate the divorce yourself come up with your own settlement agreement if you have children your own parenting plan and access schedule that kind of thing and then simply fill out the divorce paperwork yourselves go before a judge and get a divorce that's the easiest it's usually two people who decide we don't want to be married anymore we're in full agreement we don't have anything to fight about we both love our kids and you know Kumbaya. The Probably easier. not the standard divorce. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's just you're lucky if that is your divorce. You're and lucky if that is. Very lucky. And it does exist. It's just not what you see because usually you see the ones that are having a hard time and they're not on, they're not all points on in agreement about everything. Okay. So then the next path would be, okay, well, we don't hate each other. We can communicate fairly well, but we don't agree on these points. A lot of people are tempted just to get a lawyer right off the bat. They feel like, you know, the word divorce and hiring a lawyer go hand in hand. And it's not true. It's not necessarily true. So for mediation, you're still at a point where you're not, you don't have an attorney yet in the picture. And so you'd go meet with a mediator. I'm a mediator, so I can speak about how that, that works as the couple would come to me we'd go through things. I usually send them something in advance to go through a whole checklist. And they kind of say like, we agree on all these points, here are sticking points. And then during mediation, my job as a third party neutral is to get them to come to an agreement. Um, If they can come to an agreement, then we write up a memorandum of understanding. They take that, they have it notarized, reviewed by an attorney, uh, maybe one hour time and that turns it into a marital separation agreement and parenting plan. And then they filed out with paperwork. Then there's something called a collaborative divorce, which is one step up. So this is a little more expensive, not as expensive as going to litigation. So you, you each have an attorney and there's a mediator. So now you have, you're paying for a mediator and you're each paying for an attorney. And then that's for someone that maybe they can't communicate as well. So they have attorneys helping to communicate. Sometimes there's a CDFA that's on that collaborative divorce team. What's a CDFA? Um, I'm sorry, a certified divorce financial analyst. 
Okay. And you often see that, or I would like to see that with couples that have assets that, you know, not just like you get this car and I get this car. Maybe there's, um, you know, a slew of retirement assets or just investment assets, stocks, bonds. Maybe there's some trusts involved, that kind of thing. They can really help to structure a settlement that's fair and equitable and addresses all things like alimony, child support, um, that kind of thing. It'll take the settlement and it'll project out 5, 10, 20 years, look at each party's net worth and, and determine if there's an unconscionable disparity in income or net worth, right? Then we know that the settlement's not fair. So they'll try to close that gap by manipulating the variables. Um, and then lastly, there's the divorce that you go through an attorney and your attorneys are fighting back and forth or not talking back and forth, mm. each charging money, mm. right? This can last two years or longer. The goal there is still to get to a settlement, but then if you don't, the 5% that don't go to litigation where then the judge decides all issues and you know, that's the worst. It happens typically um, that 5%, one of the spouses has a personality disorder. It's a high conflict right. divorce. And then you're letting a judge who's maybe seen the people a total of, you know, how many hours decide, never met the kids, deciding all of the issues of what two parents who really know best, but unfortunately can't communicate. So that that's the whole spectrum of different ways that you can go through a divorce. So how are you helping someone to kind of decide what's right for them? What are kind of the, the deciding factors that they would be explaining to you that would you, that would give you the knowledge of like, okay, this seems like the best path for you to go on versus this path, et cetera. So I, I, I never recommend litigation. Litigation is something that when all other avenues are exhausted, that's the unfortunate thing that happens, right? So you're so, really like mediation or collaborative. Those are really the yeah, two. Yeah, I, I really like mediation, really. Collaborative, I think, is a fancy way for more people to make money from the divorce because it really is mediation, right? So mm -hmm. you if you... Uh, if you recommend mediation, are you also the mediator or no? No, no, no. no. Okay. If, I, if I, so there's a real uh, distinct line between parts of my business. So if okay. I have someone as, and I'm coaching and a divorce coach, I may recommend mediation, but it won't be me okay. because right. it's a conflict of interest, right? right? So the only way I do mediation, if someone calls me and they say, you know, I think that we could mediate, I'll say, all right. I'll talk to you and then I'm going to talk to your spouse and I'm going to talk to you both about the exact same thing. And it's just, this is the process of mediation. This is how it works. I'm neutral. I am not going to advise you. I'm not going to advise him. We're going to only, you know, if I email, we're all included on the email. I don't mm -hmm. speak one off except for the very beginning. Right. Um, yeah. So no, I don't, I don't mix like that. Do you find that there are people who come to you for divorce coaching with, I know this might be a weak analogy, but almost like someone who goes to the hospital with a birth plan and you know that your birth plan may not work out the way that you want it to, but you kind of already have your sort of ideal way of what you want it to look like. Do you find that most of your clients are coming to you with an idea of the route that they want to take? And is it working for them that way? Or do you find that 
they come to you thinking one thing, but after you've spoken to them, they really see the light and you're helping to direct them a different way. No, actually most people have no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I always say to them, you know what? We don't get married with the frame of reference for divorce. So when divorce comes up, it's really overwhelming and they have no idea what to expect. They don't even know the, what a mediator is. They don't know what litigation means. They know what going to court, right? So you really have to explain everything. And so what I try to do is to get an idea of how amicable things are. Are you still able to speak with your spouse? Do you, um, are you not able to communicate at all? Is it really contentious when you do? Um, do you both have the best interest of the children at heart? Do you think that you could work it? You know, so it's a series of questions like that. And um, I always, if I think that it can be mediated, I, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. So with mediation, you could get through mediation and then you're, you know, maybe you agree on eight things, but not these two things. So then you talk about, well, let's talk about what it would look like to come up with a consent agreement for those eight things. And now you're stuck on these two. So we're going to move those. And maybe that ends up getting decided by a judge, right? Because you've just, right. you're at a standstill. You're, you've reached an impasse. So do you meet with a couple? Like if someone calls you and says, you know, we need, we need to get a divorce. We need a coach. Like, would you coach the couple together? No. Into, so you're only on one side or the other, because I would think that if someone's calling you and says, oh, you know, we have a great relationship and, and we, you know, communication's open, but he might be thinking, I don't tell her anything. Right. I yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because so, she thinks one thing may not actually be the reality on the other side. Well, the reason that I wouldn't coach a couple, I do mediation, which that's kind of coaching because you're neutral and you're trying to, you know, say, let's get to an agreement. So, I mean, I guess that could be called a couple's coaching in a sense, but just like um, it's against the ethics for an attorney to represent both parties, okay. you can't possibly split your, you can't possibly be looking out for the right. best interest of each. Right. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to them to do that. So any kind of, that would be mediation. That would be called mediation right. if they came to me together. Yeah. So if someone decides that they want to get a divorce coach, they've heard of the idea, the concept of a divorce coach, and they really believe that that's something that can help them. What kind of tips would you give them in terms of making sure that they find the right one for them? Are there certain questions that you would recommend that they ask or how do they find if they jive with your vibe? So um, I've never had to recommend a divorce coach because I'm a divorce coach. So usually they're coming to me, right? No, but what would you say to someone who want, who's, who, if they're going to be calling divorce coaches, like what kind okay. of questions would you want them to ask you to make sure that you guys are like definitely, you know, okay. so th this is what I would say is when you definitely want to feel some type of camaraderie with, with who you're speaking to. This is why I do a free consultation. I don't want anyone to pay me if I'm not someone who's going to help them. So we have a half hour conversation in that I, the way I start off is I say, if you have any burning questions, I'm happy to answer those right up front. If you don't, then why don't you tell me a little bit about your situation? I'm going to ask you a few questions 
And then I'm going to jump in and I'm going to talk to you about if you worked with me, this is the way I would work with you. And then at the end, I say, you know, I'm going to send you a contract for coaching. If you decide to work with me, you sign it and send it back. That enables you to call and have time with me at your leisure whenever you'd like to. Um, you know, and this is how I work. I'm very direct. I'm going to give you actionable steps. Um, we're going to move through the process. You kind of have an idea in this half hour that we spoke who I am and and how comfortable you might be with me. If you don't feel that I'm a good fit, I'm not offended, then you know you make other calls. You'll know within a half hour if you feel comfortable with the way somebody's gonna work. But not you. really unlike when you're talking to a lawyer and trying to decide right. who's gonna be the right fit for you. Yeah, and I um, say the same thing with an attorney. You wanna make sure that they're not cutting you off, that they have plenty of time for you that they're not going to be like, well, I'm going to say you're attorney, but every time you call, you're going to talk to my paralegals, right? Like you want to know that kind of thing. I don't have an assistant that's going to take the call because I'm too busy, right? You're, you're always going to work with me. Also, you're less threatening, to be honest. Like I remember going and having to meet with lawyers and I was scared shitless and yeah. I didn't know the right questions to ask. And I just wanted to make sure, because somebody told me that this lawyer was great, that I went and talked to this lawyer. But the truth is, I probably got nothing out of that consultation because I was scared. Right. And I it's feel like you're so much less threatening than walking into yeah. an attorney's office. Yep. You're like, oh, okay. It's, a breath, it's, it's like, a safe space. Yes. Like, like an attorney's just, office is not yes. a safe space. The sharks are already circling. Yeah. It's intimidating. And, you know, if anyone realizes that the very first thing an attorney asks you is um, for your financial statement. And that's because they want to see how lucrative of a client you're going to be. I mean, it's just how you afford me. I don't ever ask anything like that. You know, I mean, they, they pay as they go with me. So, um, you know, if, if they can't afford me any longer, then they'll probably tell me we'll work something out. But Right. Um, attorneys, I just had a client today who, um, emailed me and said, oh my gosh, what do I do? I've already given my attorney, I think it was $16,000. She didn't have any money left. And he said, then I'm, I basically quit and she wanted to put on a credit card. He wouldn't let her like, so, Ooh, yeah, about the money. And so now what was the 16,000 for? It's gone. Right. right. Yeah. So are there, do you have maybe like, you know, I don't know, your top two do's and don'ts for people who want to work with a divorce coach? That would be. Yeah. Well, when, when looking for one is um, just do your homework because I, there are a lot of people out there that say that they are a divorce coach and they're not really, they haven't been through mm -hmm. it. They really not as educated. They're not going to be able to answer your questions. Um, you, you can tell somebody, you know, I have people who say to me, gosh, I can't ask you anything that you're, you haven't been able to answer. Well, th that's years of acquiring all of this knowledge. And I'm also very comfortable when, if I'm asked something to say, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll try to find out for you. So you just, you want someone that feels really dependable, very resourceful, willing to also, um, recommend outside resources because I'm not the be all and end all. Right. So that I think that you need to pull experts in where they're needed. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I would say that. You, 
that you would right. say to someone, if you're working with a divorce coach, do not do this. If you're working with a divorce coach, do not pay large sums of money up front. They don't need a retainer. Okay. Um, and get, keep track of the time, what they're billing you for. Because to TH's point earlier, there's a lot of dishonest people in the industry, you know, as you found from watching that documentary and things. So just make sure, I would say, get recommendations, ask for recommendations. I've had people ask me if they can um, speak to some of my clients. So that's real tricky because it's confidential, right? So then right. what I've done is I've, I've asked some of my clients, do you mind reaching out to this person and speaking to them about your experience with me? That way they can do it anonymously. Right, if, right. Because, you know, I, I would never give like, here's a list of references. <laughs> You know, absolutely not. But You're on my website. You can see all the people I've worked with. Yeah, these are all the people. Oh, her husband didn't know that she was getting divorced. Right, right, right. So right. it's, yeah, it's, um, that can be tricky, but they should be willing to reach out to clients to give you um, a reference to help that way. So I would just, I would just say that and look like, you know, that there isn't, a, you know, the Bar Association for Attorneys, you can check the attorney. There isn't, a place where you can look for certified divorce by um, no certified divorce coaches. Right. There are places that say they certify divorce coaches, but I'm thinking how it's not a thing. So, you know, I could tomorrow say, well, I'm going to, you could be certified through me. It doesn't mean anything, right. but now I'm going to charge you $5,000 to say that. Right. So those are the kind of places where people say, well, I have all these credentials. They don't really exist for divorce coaching. Not at this time. So since you're also a real life expert, if you could give advice and pay it forward above and beyond this whole business that you've created, um, what would you say you wish you knew? Gosh, well, the biggest thing I wish I knew was not getting the attorney right in the beginning. Cause I will share my divorce was over $250,000. That's money that my kids could have gone to college with. That's retirement money. Right. I wish, I wish I knew I wasn't so scared about what's going to happen if I don't have a lawyer. You know, I really felt like if I didn't have a lawyer, I was getting thrown to the sharks and that's just not true. So, you know, I wish I knew that. I wish, I wish I knew that there were divorce coaches, someone that I could talk to that, that to your point where you said, it's not intimidating someone that's not going to cut me off or say, you know what, that doesn't matter because lawyers tend to do that. That's irrelevant. We don't need to talk about that right now. We and it's like, well, we need to talk about whatever I need to talk about. That's right, because, exactly. Right, yeah, you're paying the bill. I'm paying yeah. the bill, and I need to know. I don't care that the trial might not be for so many months. I need to know what that's going to look like yeah. because I feel comfortable having the big picture, and then we can go in increments. So, yeah, that that's um, and and also a free consultation. Everybody should give a free consultation. Okay, good. Yeah. We have so much more to talk about, but we got to wrap this one up. So sure. for people who want to reach out to you directly, what's the best way for them to find you? The best way to find me is my website, divorcewithdeb.com. I have an email, divorcewithdeb at gmail.com. Um, and then I have a Facebook group, a support group on Facebook that's called uh, Divorce Support Group for Women, Knowledge and Information. 
Love it. Love it. So I found Deb through that support yes. group as I was doing research for the ex-experts. Yeah. Right. And I found her because she's the administrator on it. And I will say that that support group, and there are many on Facebook, yeah. um, is actually really lifting one another up. There are several, so be careful, that are just really venting, trashing Right. Sites, right, just negative, which energy. are destructive and toxic, and everybody needs a place to put it. But um, I will, I will say that through all the research, that's how I found Deb, and I still engage with your support group and give feedback based on Excellent. some of the questions in my own experience. So yeah, that, definitely that's, want to check out for yeah, support. I, I will just say on a last note that I have one administrator with me, a moderator, and we, I'm heavily involved. If I can't sleep at night, I'm on the group at 3 a.m because I want it to be a safe place for women. There's zero tolerance for judgment, unkind comments, mean girl things. And I just delete, delete, delete. And we still, I, I have hundreds a day adding to the group. So we're closing in on 17,000 now. Wow. And yeah, a year ago, I think I had a thousand, but these women are just super supportive of each other. I love seeing it, it warms my heart. And you know, it takes a lot of work to try to keep the group to be um, in that mindset and keep that culture. So thank you for saying that because- And kudos to you for, for keeping great. it all together. That's awesome. And thank you for bringing so much amazing information here to the experts community. We really appreciate it. And for everyone out there listening, if this is gonna be helpful for anyone else that you know in your life, please share, sharing is caring. We want this to get to as many people as possible. And be sure to click and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, we are also on social media at xexperts. You can follow us there. That's E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.